Welcome to the Democracy Group, a network of podcasts about democracy, civic engagement, and civil discourse. Today, we are sharing a special interview our marketing intern Jesse did with the team at New Voters, an organization that is helping the next generation of our country have their voice heard and a seat at the decision table. We published a version of this interview in our newsletter with extra podcast episodes about Gen Z's fight for our democracy. If you'd like to see that and subscribe to our newsletter, just follow the link inside the description. Now let's get to the interview. So first off, could you guys introduce yourselves a little and tell me about your organization and the goal or the mission that you guys are working toward? So my name is Nivia. I am a senior at USC in Los Angeles, and I am the executive director of New Voters. So I joined New Voters in like March 2020 as like John B was expanding the organization. And so I started as an intern, kind of worked my way through different departments of the org, and then now am in charge of basically running the organization. And our focus is really on youth civic engagement. John B can talk a little bit more about like the founding like principles, like why she decided to start it. But I'm super grateful that she did because I think I've gotten really into the idea of like turning out the youth vote and also just creating a culture of civic engagement really early on in people's lives so that it becomes more consistent over time. So I think that's really where new voters is focused on. Nivia explained that really well. But yeah, my name's Jonavi. I take the She Series. I just graduated from college in May 2023. But I founded New Voters seven years ago when I was a junior in high school after the 2016 election. And I'm from the suburbs of Philadelphia, Chester County, which is a famously purple area. And after the election, I remember walking into school and seeing my peers on on like both sides of the aisle really upset and going up to people and like asking and hearing that like, you know, whether it was who we wanted to win or not. Um, this election was the most talked about event of our entire life. And we had absolutely no say in what happened. And we weren't invited, you know, to the table in terms of conversations. And I wasn't eligible to vote until after I graduated high school. But registering people to vote at my high school was like incredibly motivating. I felt like so helpless during the 2016 election. And we registered 85% of our senior class to vote my senior year. And I stopped feeling feeling helpless. And we just started out as a small school club, but we quickly grew within Pennsylvania. And that really, really has like remained a big focus of our work uh, is, is specifically voter registration in Pennsylvania. We're doing a lot of work right now that I'm happy to talk about more uh, for the Pennsylvania Supreme Court election. But yeah, essentially the foundation of like young people deserve a seat at the table, deserve, you know, the decisions being made that impact our generation more than anybody else. Like we deserve to have a say on what what happens. So that's the that's the basic principles. I just want to say that I think that it's really impressive that you found that new voters when you were in high school. Like, to be honest, I don't even remember what I did in high school. (laughs) But yeah, it's super impressive. So you mentioned a little bit about, you know, like having a seat at the table for young voters. Why do you think it's important for Gen Z to get politically involved? I'd say the biggest reason is because of the policy issues that are really like dominating the conversation today. Like I'd say the biggest ones that have been like consistently prominent in policy conversations have been things like climate change, gun violence, reproductive rights. Like those are things that have been consistently talked about and are consistently things that candidates run on. Like when you look at people's platforms it's always like those have to be in there otherwise people are a little like 
that's one of the main ways that people figure out what candidates stand for. But those are also issues that like really seriously impact young people in very obvious ways, like gun violence in schools, climate change, like getting worse as we get older. So impacting younger generations a lot more and reproductive, like access to reproductive health care. So when people are not, when the people that are being affected are not at the decision-making table and don't know how to like claim that voice, it really like disenfranchises them in a way where they're like not able to participate in a policy conversation that directly impacts them. And then we also see like policymakers not as a as a consequence of young people not knowing how to get involved and like not having the space to do so. Policymakers like inherently don't focus on the opinions of young people. So I think it's been really impactful to see like a lot of youth movements coming up over the past like, decade. And movements generally have been led by young people at the forefront or at least on the front lines. And so I think really claiming that political power for young people is extremely important so that they can have a seat at the table for decisions that directly impact them. Yeah, for sure. What do you guys think is one of the most prominent problems in our democracy today? And just how is new voters working toward fixing or helping to fix that? I think that there is a a lot of problems, but I do think a fundamental one is is that of like accurate representation. I feel like you see all of these like polls and surveys and public opinion tests that like show that, you know, Americans are overwhelmingly in favor of something and it's not being, you know, acted upon um, in government. And I think that that's just like such a such an indication of, you know, something going wrong in the process. And I, I personally, I mean, we we think that a lot of that is you know, a, lo- a lack of of effort and, and a lack of accessibility. It's not that I, I I think that like, you know, all of us were, you know, you guys more than me were very recently in high school, like high school students are not apathetic. Like they're not like not wanting to engage in the process. I think that it's a matter of not being invited to engage and not being um, given the opportunities to, you know, register or learn about like what it means to vote or, you know, there are also like active things being put in place that make it more difficult for first-time voters to vote, which is just such a shame. So I think I wouldn't know. It's hard to say whether it's the most important problem, um, but I do think that voter voter engagement and voter turnout is like the first um, problem is, is something that I that I say a lot. Um, it's not the most important, but it's the first. So like you can you can address a lot of the other problems in the country if you have, you know, accurate representation. Mm-hmm. So just going off of what you were saying, so you mentioned that there are a lot of, you know, like barriers and um, just obstacles uh, for first time voters. Can you uh, talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I can name some off the top of my head. And then Nivia also is like fully in it right now, too. But like there. So when I was in college, we would do, you know, registration campaigns and like absentee ballot, you know, turn in things. And there were some states that like required a notary to turn in your absentee ballot. Um, this is no longer the case, thankfully, but like in Michigan to like for your first time voting in an election in Michigan, you had to be in person. Um, and who does that target except for people who are voting for the first time and went out of state for, you know, postgraduate, post high school, you know, career or, or school. There's also the fact that like there are like economic monetary barriers, like even like the cost of a stamp. Or, you know, if you're printing out your registration form or so like those are like pretty active, tangible barriers. But there's other barriers in the form of like 
misinformation, obviously, lack of, you know, in, in terms of like education, like civics education is, first of all, like it's hard to say whether it's really closely related to voter turnout, but we can say that like civics education is critical to having like an informed population. And like, again, you guys were very recently in high school. And I remember in high school, like I love my teachers. They did everything they could, but the curriculum doesn't allow for a lot of like deep civics engagement that like instills a culture of engaging in people. And then I think like the last one, and maybe Nivia one wants to go into this a little more, is like maybe not a barrier, but like there's deep mistrust in the government and like a deep feeling that like even if you do vote, you're not voting for someone who's going to represent your interests. And I think that like it's not unwarranted, right? Like the even like electing candidates that like young people favor sometimes doesn't result in the outcomes that, you know, the young people wanted. And I think that that like, you know, trust in our in our country is like at an all time low. And like we're we're suffering like a an identity crisis in this country in terms of like what it means to be American and what it means to be participating in our democracy. So I don't know if you have something to add there. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I totally agree. I think like another big one, uh, like specifically for high school students is just, yeah, like the lack of, it's like the wide variation in like how their schools are committed, how much their schools are committed to like civic engagement because you have some schools that are super like interested in getting out the vote. Like they'll have voter registration forms for students. They'll have all of that. But then other schools that like don't have like a fear uh, that like voter registration will be too tied to like, politics in a way that it becomes like it introduces like a polarizing topic into schools that they don't want to engage with so there's definitely like a fear of like it's a, it's like a conflation of like voter registration equating to like taking a political stance so it i think things have gone like really politicized so i'd see that i'd see that as like another barrier but yeah other than that like echoing everything like johnny said for sure Thank you so much, guys, for uh, both for uh, clarifying on that. So since new voters uh, establishment seven years ago, if I remember correctly, what is a challenge that you guys have uh, collectively overcome as an organization? I would say that, like, personally, it was difficult to lead this organization while being a full time student. And I'm sure Nivea can go into that as her current experience. I would say like a lot of the time is my the biggest obstacle to new voters was me myself and like my ability to to really like it's like when I was like on and I was like really committed and I was really like engaged like new voters would do really well. And then when I wasn't, new voters would not. Obviously, there's a lot of other things like I am not the only thing that would make that did make new voters function or not. But there were some pretty clear correlations there. But I would say something else is like another challenge would just be like understanding how to navigate a space that like should be for young people, but like doesn't necessarily like invest in our growth. Maybe it's the best way to say that. Like, I, I, I do feel like I, you know, me and Navy are very fortunate with like a lot of really incredible mentors and advisors. And like, also, I think like we just came off of like a great meeting with a bunch of other, you know, organizations that are working in the high school space. Like there's a lot of really great partners here. But I will say like, Doing public service as a career is not something you are like trained for in school, no matter where you go to school. Like I majored in government, like I was involved in like all of these like public service, like advisory things. Like I still like, I just don't, I think like you're like so much more prepared to like go into consulting or finance, like going into 
a public service career is just a hard thing to do and like knowing how to manage a nonprofit. But yeah, I will say like the best thing about this, the thing that isn't necessarily a problem is high school students. The high school students have so much energy, so much passion. And like, it's just a, it's inspiring every day to work with them. Yeah, I think another thing just to add on, I feel like another challenge has been trying to figure out where we can have the most impact and like what model of engaging young people like yields that impact. So because like we've went through a lot of like iterations, which I think is I honestly like initially when I joined the org, I was like, oh, my God, why do we keep like changing things so much? Like, I don't get it. But like now being on the other side of like having to make decisions about it, I think it's like a huge asset to be like comfortable in and have a model where you can constantly adapt because it kind of feels like a startup in that way except like you're like doing something like purely for public interest like pu- for public service if you don't like you're not profiting off of it um but like i think we were struggling a lot initially like trying to figure out okay do we cast a wide net and like just try and get like as many students as possible or do we maybe take more of like a state-based approach uh do we look at states that were extremely impactful. Every state was impactful, but which states were really the deciding state in previous elections? What did youth voter turnout look like in those states? So I think we have gone to a point where we're getting like a lot more strategic with how we invest our time because we're also like, a, we're not a huge organization. So we also have to be smart about like how we're using our students' time. Also keeping in mind that like all of our interns are like interning with us on a voluntary basis. So being very smart about like, okay, we want to make sure that these students that are working with us also get a lot of like value out of the work. So how can we make sure that we're investing our time like smart in an intellectual manner? So I think that's like been definitely like a learning experience for me. And I think like our org has also kind of collectively learned how to be more strategic. And then so Nivia, you mentioned a lot of, you know, like changes and a lot of like different approaches at first. Now looking back do you think that new voters is vote? Uh, I mean, it's moving in the right direction with, uh, you know, considering all those changes and uh, approaches and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I think like we're we're always like trying to learn from what didn't work well the last time. And I think like being very critical with that and also being I think Johnny has also been a huge help in like kind of because sometimes I'm reluctant to kind of like change things because I'm like, it's too much uncertainty for me. But I think like she's been very like, helpful and being like, no, like, it's okay. Like, we can change this. Like, nothing bad is going to happen. We can, like, move forward. So I think that has been, like, a huge help for me to just get more comfortable with with change. But yeah, I think we're definitely, like, we have a lot more partners. Like she said, we're also focusing on, again, like, really taking stock of our resources, especially looking into 2024 and being like, okay, like, our priority is youth voter reg. We're going to focus on, like, these specific states. This is the model that works. Here are the systems we need to have in place. So I think our work is a lot like clearer, at least to me, which then I can then like communicate that clear vision to like the directors or like the other leadership in the org. And then they can communicate that to their intern. So I think like we are definitely moving in the right direction. And I think like we've also just like I think we've really built up like our credibility in the space through a combination of partnering with other organizations. Like partnerships have been huge. Like I think we're, we're a very collaborative organization, which is really good. And I think being part of collectives, like Don, we mentioned, she organized like a huge call with a lot of like really prominent civic engagement orgs earlier today. We're, we're on like White House calls. We're on like other coalition calls. So we're really like dialed into the space. And I think that is a really good sign for like our organization's like sustainability going forward. 
Yeah, right on, right on. That sounds amazing uh, what you guys are doing. So, Janavi, for someone who wants to get involved in the political sphere in general or uh, get involved with news, new voters specifically, or if someone who just simply wants to help, how could they go about doing that? I'd say you're never too young and you're also never too old. So I actually wanted to be a musician my entire life, literally through my junior year of high school. I was already like preparing my conservatory recordings and supplements and like all of that stuff. And it felt like a pretty significant shift in my, you know, how I spent my time. Like if you did music, you know, like it's like everyday lessons and, and you know, performances and practicing. And, and it's like suddenly it's like none of that anymore. And now this, but it's like, you're, you have like, even if you're, you know, already graduated from college and doing something else, like you're, life is a long time, you know, we have, we have a long life and you can try a lot of things. Um, but breaking in is like, it's very daunting, right? Cause it can seem like there's so many different causes. There's so many different things you care about. Um, what I have found most motivating and guiding for me is to think about like, what change do I want to see? And what are the different levers by which to do that and to achieve that? And I think that like what I have seen is if I can try out as many different ways of, you know, doing something as possible, you can you can really see see a lot come as a result of that. So and then the big thing is if you have a nonprofit that you like and you want to work with them, email them. They're always looking for volunteers. Um, if you're in a college, sometimes they'll like if it's an unpaid internship, they can give you money to run your, to do it. Um, if you want to get involved in new voters, you should email us um, at hello at new-voters.org or go on our website. We have a ton of opportunities, both paid and unpaid at all times available. And we, and we are welcoming mentors for our high school students. We're welcoming, you know, if you're a high school student, you want to run a registration drive at your school. The nice thing about voting is it's kind of a catch-all for like whatever cause you care about, you can really impact through voting. So. I would say reach out to us if you want a guiding start. And also if you like, even if it's like not voting that you want to work in, we're happy to help you think through that too. But if there's other nonprofits that you know you like, like email them. I'm sure that if they don't, if they don't have a spot for you, they'll know someone who does because everyone, everyone needs help. Perfect. That sounds good. My last question is for Nivea specifically. So as a former fellow with the Democracy Group, how would you characterize your time with us? And, you know, how has that time helped you in your past or as well as your current involvements? I learned a lot about like kind of what it takes to like what it means to intentionally like create, like put your voice into a conversation. So definitely like going through all the workshops and stuff on like, yes, it was about how to make a podcast. And while like I haven't like fully built that out yet, like I think it's it forced me to think very critically about like, okay, what do I want to say? I'm like, is this something that should be its own thing? Like what kind of unique perspective can I contribute to a conversation about politics? And I think, yeah, just being able to like me with my mentor was super helpful to kind of get a perspective from someone that is like actively like really working on their podcast and building it out as like an arm of their organization. So I think it was it was a super like eye opening experience because it was also not like I also realized how much work it is to like create and maintain a podcast. Like it's not just something that you can just like do on a whim. And so I think it was like a really helpful learning experience. And I've also taken it to kind of apply to new voters in terms of figuring out like what niche voice we can contribute because there's a lot of like 
we have a really good opportunity to put forth unique perspectives because we're an, uh, a youth-led org, but also because we're nonpartisan. I was thinking a lot about, I've been thinking a lot about how like we can add, we can encourage young people to think more critically about policy issues beyond what they see in the news. So how can they, you know, use their own, how can they use like good research tactics and like really formulate their own opinions while also recognizing that things are more complex than they may seem. So kind of trying to stray away from like really polarizing language and instead opting for more like of an educational, informational, critical thinking type of lens. So I think being part of the fellowship has helped me with that because it was kind of thinking about, it was helping me think about how to build my voice, which in turn I then applied to like figuring out what the new voters voice could be. So I think that was extremely helpful. Thank you for listening to this episode from the Democracy Group. If you want more podcasts like this, then visit democracygroup.org. There you will find our events, topics, and a newsletter as well. So head on over to democracygroup.org.